Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mack. Today we're going to be talking about making sourdough bread. So if you've ever thought, oh, I wonder if I could make my own sourdough bread, the answer to that question is yes. And we have a special guest today, Jane McAnellen, who is a very experienced baker in all aspects of baking, and she has been delving into sourdough, so she's going to fill us in on what she's learned and give us some tips and advice and a recipe for a sourdough starter. Hi, Jane. Hi. I'm not an expert, but I am trying. <laughs> yes, she is trying. So here we go. How long have you been making the sourdough uh, starter and making things with it? I started my first starter on March 11th. And um, it, after about a week, it was ready to bake with. And because I had never made sourdough with a starter before, it did not turn out great. <laughs> um, and then since then, I've made a few more loaves, and each one's getting better and better. Okay, what made you uh, want to learn to make sourdough bread or sour- sourdough starter? Um, I had heard about, well, I'd been wanting to make sourdough bread for a while, but it seemed really difficult. And then I heard about uh, this thing called the Blue Zone Diet. And it's basically uh, anthropologists and uh, nutritionists looked at the areas of the world where people lived the longest and what they ate. And a lot of those areas ate sourdough bread. Um, And I was like, I kind of want to do this diet. I kind of want to try it. So I decided to, you know, just jump right in. Okay, so what is sourdough bread? What makes sourdough bread sourdough bread? Um, To make bread, oftentimes you need a leavening agent. And in yeast breads, that's often dried yeast or active yeast or instant yeast. But in sourdough, you use wild yeast, which is like the OG yeast in bread, (laughs) before they dried it up and put it in little packets that's a lot more convenient and faster. Um, And sourdough has the, the, the sourness comes from the slow process of that wild yeast propagating. And uh, when they eat the sugars in your starter, they give off uh, CO2 gas and they also create uh, lactic acid and a second kind of acid, which really gives the sourdough bread its flavor. Now, do you need uh, any special tools to make a sourdough starter or is it just, can you use things you have around the house? I literally started it with whatever flour I had. Okay. So you don't need anything special because it is just water and flour. There's this weird thing that I kept seeing when I was looking into sourdough where people were like, you don't need to harvest wild yeast from grapes. And I was like, I'd never heard that before. (laughs) I don't know what sort of baking myth you've heard about sourdough, but... There's this idea that wild yeast is hard to capture oh. and you need to like leave a bowl of grapes out and then scrape those grapes off. Oh, and then sake. that's where the yeast comes from. But no, wild yeast is in literally everything. It's in the air. It's in your flour. It's in your water. It's literally everywhere. So all you need is time and a, uh, the right kind of environment in order for that yeast to thrive and create the starter. Now, do you need a special container to make your starter in, or what do you use? 
Um, mine are currently in glass containers. You want a non-reactive container. So um, a lot of people use uh, crock pots or not crock pots. I'm sorry. Um, like crocks. Yeah. That are glazed. So they're non-reactive. That's like the traditional thing. But as long as um, it's in a container that's not going to react with the yeast. Okay. Right. Then you're good to go. Okay. So now is this is the thing that I have heard that once you make a sourdough starter, you are chained to it <laughs> and must serve it for the rest of your days. Is this true? This that's that's an accurate uh, summation <laughs> of the relationship between you and your starter. Most guides will recommend you feeding it once a week if you're storing it in the fridge. But the thing is, <laughs> wild yeast is very very uh, resilient. And you can dry out a starter and then reconstitute it and it'll still work. If you forget about it in the fridge for however long and you check it, as long as it hasn't developed a mold, then it's still good. You can mix the uh, the alcohol that separates out, which is kind of like looks like a dark liquid. Uh-huh. You can dump it out or you can mix it in. It'll still work as long as it hasn't developed a mold. But okay. they recommend feeding it once a week if you're storing it in yeah, your refrigerator. I had, that, I had that happen one time um, years ago. I wanted to make sourdough bread, so I made the sourdough starter, and I forgot about it in the refrigerator, and it was in a plastic container with a plastic lid that was apparently quite flexible. And um, one day I looked into the refrigerator and saw it in the back there, and the top of the lid was bulging. It looked like an observatory. I mean, it was like rounded so i very carefully like a hazmat um person carried it outside (laughs) and put it in my composter because i didn't know what to do with it but it looked like uh it looked like guinness with a head on it coming up out of the container so yeah that was scary yeah that uh if you feed it once a week that shouldn't happen um also when you put it in the refrigerator the yeast start to hibernate okay so if you have a warmer fridge they might be It'll they'll slow down, but they might still keep eating the sugars and the flour, which will lead to something like that. But if your fridge is pretty cold, they'll just go into hibernation. And then when you want to feed it again, you bring it out, you warm it up, and then you feed it again. Yeah. Okay. So how exactly do you make the starter to begin with? What's the what? What do you um, do? You have a, a core recipe and instructions you could give us for the beginning of this thing? Yeah. There's a lot of guides out there, and what. I would say is that any of them will work. Any of them will work. So I picked the simplest one because, again, wild yeast is in everything. And as long as you give it the right conditions, it's going to thrive. So what I did, and I actually messed up because I didn't have a kitchen scale. But you mix together a fourth cup of room temperature water, or a half cup of room temperature water, and a half cup of flour you should use a kitchen scale because you want it to be four ounces and four ounces. So okay. you, <clears throat> right. some guys say a fourth cup of flour or a half cup of flour. I don't know why I keep saying a fourth cup, but um, if you're if you're not using weights, that you're using volume, you should use like a scant cup, and that'll equal about four ounces. Okay. Yeah. So four ounces of water, four ounces of flour. Then what? Then. You vigorously mix them together so that there's no dry spots and you cover it in saran wrap and you just let it sit for 24 hours. Some guides say that when you are starting, you should feed it every 12 hours. I found that 24 worked and it wasn't like it wasn't like I was babysitting it. Okay. 
Um, also, if you have, if your kitchen is particularly cold, put it in a warm spot. Um, a lot of times they recommend in or uh, on top of your refrigerator because oh, it, your yeah. refrigerator gives off heat. I set mine to the side of the vent in my kitchen, and I found that as long as it's not directly in front of it and getting too hot, that worked really well for me. And okay, then, so that's your first step. That's day one. Now, day two, if you don't mind the waste, discard half of it after the second day. I just kept adding the same amount of flour and water every time. And that worked for me. And again, it'll work eventually, no matter what you do, because it's wild yeast. Okay. And before there were kitchen scales and standardized measurements, people were using wild yeast to leaven their dough. So it's probably going to work out, but for the most effective starter if you if you want a no fail starter i would probably recommend every time you feed it discarding half before you feed it or after you feed before it? you feed it okay um, like i measure out uh four ounces of starter and then i add four ounces of water and four ounces of flour every okay. time i feed mine uh, but when you're just getting it started um i didn't discard it i just mixed in my water so that it would loosen up the starter and then I uh, vigorously beat in my flour. Okay. Now, the flour I used was white flour because that's what I had. But if you are starting your sourdough, you're not starting it from uh, someone else's starter. You're just starting it with flour. I would strongly recommend using a whole wheat flour because it has more sugar in it. Oh. And your yeast will start... Uh, thriving sooner and will be more visibly thriving because they just have more to eat because they, it hasn't been um, processed as much. Now, can you do anything with what you're supposed to discard from it? Yes. When you're uh, first making it, before uh, the yeast has really started to propagate, which you'll be able to tell, it took mine about five or six days to visibly be frothy. And then at that point, you can use it to make sourdough. Um, until that point, if you want to discard every day, I didn't, you can't really do anything with that because it is just floured water that doesn't have any active yeast in it. But once you start feeding it once a week, once it's visibly frothy, once it's ready to go, um, there are all kinds of recipes for your sourdough discard. I have been making, um... Sourdough biscuits, oh, which are so good. <laughs> they're very, very good. They're very easy to make. And I also make, um, they're called pikelets. I believe that's how you pronounce it. But they are crumpets without the um, English muffin ring. Oh, okay. So you're just pouring it out like you would a pancake. And those are really simple because it's just a cup of your discard um, and then salt, sugar, and baking soda. Oh, and King Arthur Flour has a whole section of their website dedicated to things to do with your sourdough discard. Oh. It's a very, that, uh, I use their website a lot. When I started making sourdough, I used their uh, extra tangy sourdough recipe. And I also used um, uh, the kitchen.com guide, which is uh, K-I-T-C-H-N.com. I used their guide to make sourdough when oh, I great. was first starting. Yeah, Great. So overall, I would say use a whole grain uh, flour if you can 
if you have a kitchen scale or if you want to get more into baking, I would recommend buying one and using that. Um, and it's it's really not as hard as it seems. You just need time. You just need uh, a warm environment and patience and um, making sure that you are attending to it every day when you're first getting started. That's great. Well, thank you very much. That was very helpful and informative. Oh, well, thank you. And uh, we'll get some we'll get some uh, links put up when we post this episode uh, for King Arthur Flour and for Kitchen.com so you can look into that and uh, try doing sourdough yourself. Here's where you can find us. Make sure you check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Merrimack Bakehouse and on Twitter at Merrimack Mixes. Our website is MerrimackPodcast.com and it has links to our pictures, videos, and our web store. Thanks for being our guest today, Jane. Oh, no problem. You can find me online at Twitter.com slash J-H-Mac. That's J-A-Y-A-I-T-C-H-M-A-C. Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.